dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and we've just finished a massive Anzac Day weekend. Source, round six complete and the ladder starting to take shape. Oh, I thought round uh, seven had already started, didn't we? Didn't we play football just yesterday, Tuesday? Wednesday? It was a long round. Wow, <laughs> it was a big long round and we, like never complaining five days straight of football. But it seemed like the round went forever. Imagine if they did have Thursday night football. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were saying we wanted Thursday night footy. And the, the reason, you know, we gave them a pass this week because there was a Tuesday. But this week coming up, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, only three days of footy. It's yeah. going to be a little bit different. Watch me complain next Thursday. That, that I'm withdrawn <laughs> from football. Like, four days of footy? What's that? You've got, you got to at least have four days of footy, I think. Four days is, is perfect. Oh, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you've got the start of the week. Ah, bring back the 30 games in uh, 17 days, or does it look like, oh, you know, 40 it, days in 40, 40 games in 40 nights? I think it was 20 and 20, but um, <laughs> yeah, we can take that, but without the COVID from that. <laughs> yeah, of course, let's, let's leave the COVID there and just get the footy back. Yeah, some massive results, and one of them being uh, on Anzac Day, because the Bombers took it up to Collingwood and were leading by 28 points at three-quarter time, and Collingwood were able to steamroll over the top to win by 13 points. Yeah, it's definitely a knee-jerk reaction from from the game. But uh, Essendon looked really good for, for three quarters and they got overrun and overpowered. But the momentum that the Collingwood Army brings, um, <laughs> it's incredible. That, that ground would have been absolutely rocking. On TV, it was incredible. But there was um, push and shove before the game and, you know, big uh, big ceremony beforehand. There were people there from it was good. midday even yeah. before. Um, and it, it's always really good the way they do that since, since the inception of it in 95. But with the pushing and shoving, you had the Collingwood fans going at it, the Essendon fans going at it, and then there was a bit of a brawl at uh, quarter time. Well, we can't say brawl, it's not like the olden days, but a bit of push and shove and jumper grabbing and jumper punches. And Collingwood fans just decided to go the old Collingwood <laughs> and do that, because they usually only do it at the end of the game when they're up by a shitload. But um, it was interesting to hear it in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, the second biggest home crowd ever, you know, 99,000 uh, was, was the original one, the, the big one, and it was uh, it got pretty got pretty damn close, uh, Piers. So it was pretty incredible. Um, what was good is that, you know, we ask so much, so much of our, our AFL players to bring personality, and there was personality galore. There was celebrations, there was push and shoves, there was shushes to the crowd, there was... Do you know what was pulled out, Pez? The old forks. The, the old forks. <laughs> did, did you see that one with the, the, the guy on the sideline? He had the ball out there um, getting it for, uh, who was it for? Was it for uh, Langford? Uh, Langford. Langford. And Langford, he puts it out there and as he goes there, drops it and then gives him the old uh, yeah. <laughs> the old heave-ho and, uh, and then Get he kicks the there. goal and he just points. Yeah. And then the forks. You know what's funny love about it. that? Did you like that from the from it. the supporter? Yeah, you didn't think it was in bad taste or anything. Nah, it was opposition. It was, it was playful. Playful. Yeah, throw the ball away. There was a an older woman. A, like they said a grandmother did it in Adelaide the other week as well. <laughs> they threw the ball away from the opposition player. I thought his but was really playful though. Just the the deadpan look. Maybe not the fu. Ha- but the hand out that the second part was a little bit over the top. I, he, thought, I thought he was just. He thought he was at the Freo game going he, for the. He doctors. actually made a TikTok account. <laughs> I don't did know he? if you saw it. Nah. Just for to put a video up there, and he put his reaction to him doing it. To him doing it. <laughs> so he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And then Laverde kicks the goal and points to him. And then I don't know if you like put the final score up or something. <laughs> it was just like stuff us. And then we. But we but got it, there. it was great, Pez. It was an Anzac Day to remember. Oh, you know, everyone uh, was sitting around watching it where I was watching, and and it was a breathtaking game. We had Collingwood supporters and Essendon supporters, and it was good. But. The fear from the Essendon supporters going to that last quarter, knowing Collingwood have had a habit of doing this, they made their comeback. They you know they left their the you know at the right time, and Collingwood again escape a close game and a come from behind victory. Two things I've got for you, and this is uh, I I heard it today, people speaking, uh, and it wasn't just random people; it was people who actually have a job in football and and speak about this. And they said if they're playing against Collingwood at three quarter time, they would rather be ten points up instead of 28 points up like Essendon were. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what? exactly? <laughs> and then they, st- I thought they were joking. And then they started to agree with each other. Yeah, I'd much rather be going into the fourth quarter, only 10 points up. Uh, and I'm thinking, are you mental or what? Like, 
I would much rather a 28-point lead. I'd much rather an 11-point lead than a 10-point lead. Like, it's ridiculous. You take what you can get. You're exactly right, Pez. <laughs> and obviously, you know, it's a, it's a great belief that the Collingwood um, players have and that they know that whatever the margin is, they're going to come back. But if, if that's the belief that you're playing with the opposition, oh, of, course already I, lost. of course I want to be up with by a lot more than 11 points. It's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Imagine um, going into the, 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 the three-quarter three time huddle and be one of the coaches going, hey, we're, we're, we're 30 up. Can you just let the umpire know that we're going to forfeit four goals? No, just, just go back. Even like, better. Hey, mate, we'd rather be up by six. Four minutes to go in the in the fourth. <laughs> Send the runner out. Send the runner out. Tell him leak a couple of goals. Just just give the opposition a couple of goals. We'd rather be. That is going to be the most ridiculous statement, Pez. We've heard some uh, some interesting ones going around, but that that's that's ludicrous. It you, is ludicrous. <laughs> we don't need to speak any more about hell. that. But You've given it enough air time. Anzac Day medalist Nick Dacos, two goals. 40 disposals. Um, there's been a lot of debate, actually, about Nick Dacos and his uh, influence on on games and things like that. As a, a young up-and-coming player, probably favourite for the Brownlow medal, what's your thoughts on Nick Dacos? What am I, what thoughts on his performance or thoughts on him as overall? Him as a player? I think, his influence? I, I think his influence on the game is, um, I think that I heard a really good point today. I think the Collingwood back line and the way that they utilise him in that midfield, they utilise him perfectly. And I think that he is a product of a great midfield around him and, you know, a great some great leadership from their older fellas. But he, he, he uses the football well. You know, he, he, he leaks up the ground. He, he definitely allows his opponent to, to make him accountable. Like, you know, he just leaves him and leaks off him. Yeah, you've got it. You got to tag him. I believe. You know, it'll be interesting what they do this week. Adelaide's already come out and said that they're going to they're going to tag him. Keys is going to have the job on and him. And I, I, I just think that you know, on, on his performance on Anzac Day, he was the Anzac Day medalist. It was it was a pretty. It was a, you could make arguments for a couple other players, but it was pretty tight. Oh, Forty with those, disposals. With those two goals. Two goals. You know, in crucial times, yeah. bang. Um, but in, him as an overall footballer, I mean, he's great. He's contributing to their wins. He he is. You know, he's doing the right thing. That what 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 Collingwood need him to do. And you know what he is? He's, he's a Dacos, and every Dacos player that that has played has been super skillful. Yeah. And that's what he is, and that's why they want the ball in his hands, and that's why they get it to him. And and, and you look when they win, like you know, sorry to interrupt, but like when they actually have a, a contested football, he's not in there getting the contested footy. That's fine. But at the moment they get clear, they're looking for him. And they, they hit him because they know he uses the football well. But most of all, they know he continues on running. Oh, and they do the one-twos. His work rate is amazing. The one-twos that he gets, and that's why he gets so many disposals. And purposeful one-twos as well. Yeah, purposeful. Sometimes he gets a three in the chain and will go down and absolutely kick a oh, goal. And they look fantastic. Boom, boom, boom. But there's there's salty supporters out there that have actually said, oh, he's, he's no good. He just gets the cheap um, disposals. He, you know, runs out of the, the goal square and, and gets, the, gets the disposal from there. But what I'm saying is if he can do that, any player in the AFL can do that. If you're going to get 20 cheap disposals, why doesn't every single player or the best kick on every team do that? Because they don't. Yeah, it's funny because they say they're cheap disposals. Let's say he had 40. Let's say 10 of them are cheap because I don't think I don't believe that over half of his disposals were cheap. I think a lot of them were, as you said, in those chains. He was uh, quite often the connecting kick. You know, if you're looking at the hockey assist, he was the kick before the kick in the uh, forward entrance. Um and you know, as a, as a supporter base, and as you know, in the media, they continually analyse this sort of stuff and pick apart things. And what makes it cheap? I, I don't understand what well, makes it cheap. Cheap. I'll tell you what a cheap disposal is, and it's uh, teams like Fremantle from years ago when they were really defensive, yeah, and they were kicking it, switch to the other side, switch back, switch back, and they're. You know, defenders had 30 disposals and, yeah. and 20 marks because they were just kicking it back, and they weren't actually attacking. But when Nick Dacos gets the ball. He attacks. He might, if he passes it sideways, he runs forward and he continues to attack every yeah. single time. So he's a very valuable, uh, rightly so, the the number one contender for the Brownlow medal this year. And uh, teams will have to start looking at him very closely to see what they can do. It'll be interesting this week with the Adelaide. They've already come out and said it. And it's the, the constant quest, question is, do you, you know, do you tag him? Do you tag him? And and I think that if Essendon had possibly tagged him, you know, stopping him getting the pill 40 times and having a lot of those forward entries and a lot of them is just when he bursts, you know, kick out to the side of the wing and then continually up the guts, as you said. They, they could have contained him and maybe they could have stopped him coming back from, from, from 20 so points up. Like. <laughs> I know it's not the Nick Dacos show, but um, really good move by Craig McRae, who I think is a wonderful coach, moved him up forward in the last quarter and uh, he wasn't accountable for any opponent yeah. and he could just run anywhere he wanted to and he w- he knows where the ball's going to be and that's why he had such a big influence uh, in that last quarter. And, and as you said, like he's a day cost. You see it with his brother and, he, and his old man. They are skillful. And the, every time he picks up the, the, the ball, 
it seems to just somehow like you know you know when you have like the or those magnets with, with little toys and it just like boom <laughs> the football goes into the right thing laces side you know facing the roof boom straight away and it seems to just have a, a great it's a natural, disposal it's, it's natural, a, it's yeah, natural yeah, it's unbelievable so, so absolutely fantastic so game, the end, uh, end of the uh, the day cost show or? end of the day cost show and we <laughs> we've never spoken about Collingwood uh, <laughs> ever that and, long and praise them that highly and uh, they look they look good they're a dangerous side coming back like that um, Darcy Moore as well needs a mention because he he played a brilliant game and uh, had an absolute brilliant speech as the captain oh, of the wow, Collingwood Football wow. Club as well. Darcy Moore they've they've made some amazing decisions but listening to him speak because he doesn't look like he can speak that that well. Hearing those words and how much thought had gone into that, oh, yeah. to be able to do that off the cusp, like I know, I know a lot of prep had gone into it, but wow, we're super impressed. Really, in, really impressed. in front of ninety five thousand or however many yeah. were left, seventy seven thousand yeah. left or whatever it was. So, uh, well done to them, and and well done to the Monday night as well because that uh, Melbourne Richmond that's become a thing Anzac Day Eve as well, which was just you know kind of plucked out of mid air years ago, and, and now it's actually a thing because eighty three thousand people on a Monday night. Anzac Day Eve went to the footy. So I was like, when I saw that number, I was like, wow, that is absolutely huge. 170,000 in two days. The yeah. MCG, you know, the, the the groundskeepers did really well to continue to clean up that. That's a mammoth task. But you're right, Pez, it was a quite an entertaining uh, game of football. And it's a shame that Richmond couldn't execute in that last quarter to make it a little bit closer because they just seemed to, to, to butcher a range of opportunities. They could have they could have been up a, a lot more earlier. But uh, again, they, they you know, they... they their goal kicking is 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 their demise. Yeah, you can see you could see the writing on the wall in that third quarter when it's like, are Melbourne actually going to come? Are they going to come? And uh, they ended up coming with five goals in the last quarter. It was uh, ridiculous. But as you said, Richmond did have their chances kicking a lot of behinds in that fourth quarter. Um, oh, not much else to say. It was a pretty easy round for say tipping uh, and things like that because there wasn't any results that really. Uh, surprised. I think one that a lot of people got wrong might have been the Fremantle on on the Friday night, where the Bulldogs won by forty nine points and absolutely dominated in that game. And Fremantle look to be finished. Yeah, they do look to be finished, Pez, and um, you know, definitely not the not the team we saw last year. Whether they've they've worked things out, whether they've you know tried to fill uh, you know win a premiership too early with with Jackson coming into that side and doing a bit of a shuffle and. I mean, you can't say no when a, when a player wants to come of his calibre. Then, but it, it's it's really disappointing for Fremantle to to give away a victory like that at home against a Western Bulldogs team who, well, realistically, they they have been a bit up and down, and that that should be an easy place in the fixture for Fremantle to to circle a win. Well, the most disappointing thing about Fremantle's season is two years ago they were super defensive and they were really hard to play against. Their their offense wasn't that great. And then last year, in 2022, they decided to go, you know what, we're going to focus more on our offense, but we're going to keep that defensive structure there. And they, I think they had a good balance, and they, they finished in the finals. They could have finished top four. And then the start of this season, that defense has fall, fallen away by the wayside. They're, they're just chasing, and they're not actually uh, setting up, and they don't have that structure because they're so worried about the focal point down the down the line like they they want to look for Jackson and they he's a million dollar man he's going to be our savior but they just don't have the cattle in the forward line anymore and the defense has fallen away but they but what made them good as a defensive unit is as you said they used to swing the ball from left to right to find the offensive move and then like a chess player would go and attack you know you know very calculated but they're not even defending marking contests like you hanging on on, on Friday night he had so many just open Leads and un- uncontested marks in his forward line, and he was he was working hard, obviously. But you don't get a ten but, but meter P- lead. Pierce, Pierce, who was playing, well, I, th- I thought I think he might have been playing. I'm a little bit unsure, but, but as their captain, he, he, too many times he was so far off him, really, di- really disappointing. Because it's obviously not a one on one battle that they play. They play a, a team defense, and they have a structure within their defense, and that's what made them quite you know quite effective a couple of years ago. But to have so many mismatches, and like what was what was so evident on Friday night was they would already have. A forward entry about the forty-five meter mark, and boom, a little chip kick thirty meters out. Little chip kick twenty-five meters out. They'd have two or three passes inside their fifty against a defensive juggernaut that they were two years ago. Not good enough, disappointing, and I don't know how you fix it because they need to fix it quickly. Otherwise, McRae's gonna be out of a job. Well, not not McRae. Longmuir. Longmuir is um, out uh, of a job. Sorry, you said McRae before. I said McRae before yeah. as, a, as a good <laughs> as a good thing because he's one of the best coaches Apologies, in the business. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Yeah, now nah, Fremantle in trouble, but uh, we will keep we, on we round forgot, six. We forgot about one. We forgot about one thing. You were about to. I thought you were about to move on, but we forgot about the big, big one, Pez. I know you talked about Fremantle Western Bulldogs being a tip that a lot of people got wrong, but the Carlton versus uh, St Kilda game, you know, probably game of the round leading into that. Very close favourites, two dollars versus one eighty, and St Kilda 
they moved to uh, to five and one pairs. And, and, and I know you've kept the lid on. I'm a little bit unsure actually if you kept the lid on, but uh, you've been oh, very quiet the, over there. The you lid. tried to push it under the table. Oh, I'm not. Lid's off. Not going to speak about it. The lid is not off uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I think, you know, they made the tough call on Brett Ratton last year, and it's. it's <laughs> We're bringing it back, Pez. It, it's, it's turned out to be the absolutely right call because uh, Ross wow. Lyon and what he brings, and I think he's uh, actually break from the game as well and going into the media and then coming back. He's a lot more relaxed. He's been on the mic this week uh, on Fox Sports. It's and good to listen to. He, he's, he's great to listen to, and the players love him, uh, and we, we know that from Fremantle players and the St Kilda players that used to play for him over a decade ago. And he's just got them playing really well defensively, but the thing that he's changed in a, in a decade is he's got them attacking. And when they turn that ball over, they go forward and they attack. And it, it, they might not score super highly and they, they still keep their teams low, but they're just attacking. And if they turn the ball over inside forward 50, that's fine because they're set up behind the ball and they're ready to um, structure up again and, and get that turnover. But the rebound, you know, their rebound rate pairs inside in 50s, they're, they're third in the league at 83, 83 um, opportunities per game, I guess, is where they absolutely turn uh, defence into offence off a turnover and they go. And one of the, you know, the problems with Ross previously is they would get that turnover and it would automatically go straight down the side. Yep. Boom, yep. Let's, let's set up our structure. Let's chess piece our way through, get an open shot. And now they're just running and going. What have they got to lose? Bang through. And it brings some eyes. You know, this win was fantastic for St Kilda fans and, and you know, the, with the, the amount of injuries that they've got and the list. And, but it brings some bigger issues, I think, uh, from this game. It is Carlton. Like, you know, with that list that they've got, they've got the, two, they've got the last Brownlow medalist, the last two Coleman medalists. And they haven't hit, scored over 100 points this year. All Australian calibre uh, defender, fullback. I heard a really good analogy today is that if you were picking the, between St Kilda and Carlton, and you're looking at their list and you're doing schoolyard, you know, where you pick one person and the next person, it'd be about pick 11 or 12 before a St Kilda bloke gets <laughs> a mention, which, which, is a, which is probably true, Pez. And that's, that's incredible for the amount of talent and, and Voss is going to be under the pump because, you know, again, he's not seemed to, to be implementing anything. Well, Ta- talent alone doesn't win football games. No, no, it doesn't. You need that need that structure. And Ross Lyon, uh, he did he did a number on Michael Voss and, and beat him yet again. You look at the top six disposal getters on the ground, Carlton players, all Carlton players in a loss. The the highest St Kilda player there is Sinclair with twenty seven. Every other player above him is Carlton had twenty eight or more, with four of them having thirty four or more. So they're just getting the possessions in the middle of the ground. Going, having to go sideways, having to go backwards, and then having to bomb the ball down the line. And St Kilda were defending uh, really, really well. They had Kerno on lockdown uh, with Wilkie. Wilkie is one of the number one defenders probably in, in line for All-Australian oh, uh, this definitely. year because he's, fi- he's finally been noticed. So, uh, yeah, he's just humming along nicely. They've got a big challenge uh, against Port Adelaide at home big tomorrow. Game, big game tomorrow. Um, so if they can get that, get to 7-1, seven, seven and one, they might even get to to 9 and 1 by by the end of round 10 and you'd think that they might be able to play finals. <laughs> Look at you the cautious St Kilda's fan. Like no no team has missed the 8 <laughs> five, 5 and 1 <laughs> since 19 what was it 52 or something. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, "All right, if we can get to, you know, we can get to 12 and 1, we can get to we, we might be a shot." Funny Come funny on, thing man. you say that. I'm not the cautious St Kilda supporter. It's every single St Kilda supporter <laughs> because of what we've been through, yeah, all right? Just just St Kilda supporter equals caution, doesn't it really, Pez? But uh it, it was a great round of footy, Pez, and it was, you know, as you said, it was a little bit stock standard. We had some great stories come out of it but you know one of the biggest stories to come out of it was uh we're about to talk about it in the betting review it's no official review how does it end we don't know they kind of lost but they won as well Easily the biggest story, Pez, is, is my winnings uh, up until Anzac Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's have a let's have a look at it. Uh, both in the profit again, uh, which which was good, uh, turning the season around nicely. We'll start off with Fremantle and the Bulldogs. I had McRae for twenty five plus. He got that. The under one ninety, and James Aish for twenty plus. And I, I had a couple of stats to back it up. A couple of people online have been saying uh, Will Brody was back and and things like that. But in one of those games that I said about the stats, Will Brody actually played in round two as well so uh there's different things there but Aish I think he spent the most time on camera he was was around the pillar (laughs) without actually touching the pill he was that player that was in the middle of the kick you know that juniors player that that doesn't know where to stand and they're just in between 
the kick right in the middle and he was there. So it was very frustrating to watch if you backed Aish for 15. Very frustrating to watch because, because you're sitting there and you're got like, 11 give, it to him, give it to him. He's there. He's right there. He's right there. Every, Boom, over the top. Every time he had the chance to get the handball, they <laughs> went the other way. <laughs> it was it was amazing. But um, there's, yeah. one, there's one of them I remember that he wanted to get the connecting hands, the one, two, and he's yelling, but you're yelling way harder <laughs> than he was yelling for the pill and he was giving it a fair crack but just couldn't uh, get that one pez unlike uh, my nice little bet so I had uh, three players the same game multi with sports bet 15 for O'Meara and he looked like he was going to get uh, he looked like he was going to get about 30 in the first, <laughs> first quarter <laughs> and then he slowed right down I had uh, you know Clark to get 20 he he did that pretty easily uh, sorry 15 to get that and he, well, he ended up 20 25 plus <laughs> uh, and then the last one was Caleb Daniel and he, he despite my prediction of playing out back in the way that they were playing. Master move up forward, and I copped a lot of flak pairs, a lot of flak for him moving up forward, but I don't understand because all three of them hit. He got his over 20, $2.5, you two copped, units, one. You copped flak for him moving forward, but imagine if it, was, it was after the game and, and the bet won. The so bet won. I imagine if they played him at back, well, like I said, he would have got 50. He actually got 55% of his disposals in the back line still. Yeah, yeah I know. He still went but down pe- there Pez, to help He was out. playing up forward. He, he was, and they've moved him up forward. Yeah. Because and where did he get most of his possessions? Jason Johannesson has come back into the team, yep. and they can't have them both back yep. down there. Um, as and, small and it's, defenders. It's, a, it's a good move. It's similar to what they're doing with Dacos. Is they they're tried, pushing him up the ground they and tried using Johannesson. for his kick. Yep. They tried him up forward. Didn't work. Doesn't work. So Caleb Daniel, he's got a beautiful kick on but, him. But he's not He's not actually playing forward to kick goals. He's in there for a forward entry and he's, he's as you said, getting most of his connecting possessions out back. But anyway, we're not going to talk all night about my wins because we'd be here all day no, if, we'll uh, talk, otherwise. We'll talk about the next one, Port Adelaide versus West Coast. So I had, um, well, I had a few stats to back this one up and I said Finlayson three plus goals. Finlayson, anytime goal scorer, Port Adelaide, ML. That was just for insurance source. And uh, this bet was done like five or six minutes into the second quarter you where Finlayson already had his three. I, I did get a bit of feedback on TikTok, which was fantastic. Um, that, but he's going to play Ruck, Pez. Lysette was out, so he was going to play Ruck, but Lysette wasn't replaced by a 204-centimetre Ruckman, which you, you're not going to so, play So you're telling me the guy that they bought in, the 200-centimetre player, they played him in the ruck, did they? They did play him in the ruck. He, oh. played, he played quite well he as well. Um, well and um, Finlayson ended up kicking five, and the, the cheeky that I suggested at uh, did. $13. They can? Uh, put that on? Oh, I, I might as well put it on. No, I mean, like, cheeky! There we go. <laughs> get, the, get the cheeky out there. So $13 hit uh, at the five plus as well. So that was very handy. Very handy. We, we're not counting the cheeky, are we? Though? No, it's not, it's <laughs> not there. So <laughs> you can see that. All right. Uh, so well, I had uh, three game, leg games, three legs in my uh, multi. I was with Ned's. Uh, I had uh, Dan Houston to get 15 or more and he struggled. He, he looked good early. I was on pace and then he... Oh, he just faded away towards that last quarter. Couldn't get a touch. And he missed out by one. I had Burton. Burton absolutely dominated. I was all over him. I, I said the, that he took most of those kickouts. He was all over the ground. He was in every connecting. He, he hand kicked pass. a couple of goals. So he was good. he moved forward? He was, was that he, your mistake? He was everywhere, Pez. Any player that I back this week, back for getting handballs <laughs> in the back line, anytime goal scorer and clean up. And then the thirty-five and a half. They okay. won by they won by forty. They that was, struggled. That was to in do doubt that. in there. So, but I, I got away with a bonus bet, uh, Pez. Yep. Uh, so I get that back in two units. Um, yeah, so loving that one. Yep, so you use that this week. Uh, I, w- I went on Geelong Sydney and I went the uh, the tab five leg same game multi. I had a Sydney goal scorer in there in McDonald, which wasn't too good when they only Ooh. kicked five goals. And <laughs> and this game absolutely turned uh, to shit in the first quarter because uh, <laughs> Sydney ended up losing by 90 odd points and the disposals were just nowhere to be seen. So I uh, missed out on that one and then lost myself a unit. Yeah, you did, Pez. Uh, in the next one, um, I didn't have a bet in that one. Uh, we had the GWS Brisbane one. Thank you to Trend Better at Trendy or at Trend Better. I think his <laughs> tag is. He absolutely uh, delivered with the news. Uh, O'Haran, he got fifteen. Should have him for three goals. Should have he looked. Jesus Christ. Easy. You know what it is. And do you know what he was playing out back too. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's easy. It is so easy to say things. After the game, isn't it? It is. In hindsight, I, I could. You should have heard all the should've best played. I should have placed. <laughs> Jesus, would have been great. Uh, Will Ashcroft to get twenty and Dunkley to get twenty as well. So that was my a bonus bet pairs from the week before. Two units, three seventy five. That was a great little profit of two seventy five for me, and yeah. definitely helped me out in uh, getting up. So that's uh, that was handy. Two, two out of three hits early. That was handy. And uh, my GWS Brisbane, I didn't have one in the in the pre show. Or in last week's show, but I put my bonus from Friday night on it, and I really, really liked it. I had Cali for twenty-five, Brisbane to win by ten or more, Ashcroft and Whitfield for fifteen plus, and those three players got that really, really easily. Brisbane ended up winning by twenty, but Lockie Neal just not much to be seen. He wasn't able to get the job done with his twenty-five disposals. Yeah, first time this year. 
just wasn't there and uh, it, it hurt me a little bit. That was a, a $3 get and that little bonus would have been handy. Uh, but lost the bonus and lost that uh, one unit from the Friday night. Yeah, speaking of one unit pairs, I lost one unit with Neds. I had the over 164.5 and, a half and that, uh, it looked good uh, late. It looked like I was going to get home in, like the week before in that last quarter, but not to be. Rory Laird, I was on the right Rory this week. He got these 25 plus. Uh, Jordan Dawson absolutely dominated again, keeps his uh, presidency alive. Uh, but your man, Ben Keys, another forward who's uh, let me down, Pez. Midfielder gone forward. Yeah. Keys, he, he, he struggled around the ball. Um, and, uh, yeah, staying off him this week, obviously doing a tag this week. Uh, but, yeah, loss of uh, one unit there, Pez. Oh, did you bet the over? You should have bet the under, mate. No. <laughs> in in hindsight, yeah. Uh, under Ben Keys. Um, oh, I, I threw out a live bet in this, and I, I really I, liked I li- it. I liked it as well, Pez. I, I really, really liked it. I jumped it. on the third quarter one as a personal, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> lucky. So, in the first quarter, Adelaide dominated. I was watching the game uh, with intent. Uh, two goals, three to two goals, one. So, they're only two points up. And I thought, this is... This is going to turn because Adelaide are absolutely motoring, going over the top here. I was like, yep, minus five and a half, second quarter line, call up sports bet, make the thing, do the screenshot, put it up. And they they started off really well. And I thought, yep, we're going to get this. And then when Hawthorne kicked a goal to put them less than, you know, six points up for the quarter, they both ended up getting three goals. Adelaide, three goals, four. They were very, very costly in front of goals early in that quarter to Hawthorne, three goals, three. So uh, I lost that one there. Which wasn't wasn't good at all. No, not good at all, Pez. It wasn't good for me on my personal either. I followed along for you last time I do that, Pez. You didn't follow along. You said you went on the third quarter. I liked your thinking, though, so and I agreed with what happened. I thought Adelaide were going to prevail. But anyway, in my uh, next bet, I didn't have anything in the Melbourne-Richmond game, Pez, but it looks like you had another live bet. Yeah, so I, I should have pulled the trigger earlier because... Second quarter. <laughs> in, in the third quarter, I thought, you know what, it's even nearly even money here. Melbourne are a little bit down. Richmond do struggle uh, to, to keep a lead. They, they've showed it against the Bulldogs. They've showed it in multiple games this year. And I just thought Melbourne were, were really good there. I was going to go the line, uh, which was ended up being minus four and a half. But I just thought, you know what, play something safe. I think Melbourne will get the win. Just chuck two units out there and uh, go from there. Get the get the unit back from the day before and I'll just take that. Should have doubled down on the fourth quarter line, Pez, because they blew away in that fourth quarter. It, exactly. So the fourth quarter line was uh, six and a half when they were down by two. And the, the normal line was four and a half because they'll, you know, match up. So I, I could have gone either way. It's one of those things that if you're have if you confident in a team to come back like you were with Melbourne, we said that, you know, Richmond had a tendency to fade away late, that you can actually do that play. Like, you know, if you if you had third quarter line, Pez, and you lost that one or second quarter line, boom, you double down. And if you're trusting that's going to win and then you think they're going to get the chocolates because the, uh, the, the head-to-head would be lower, but your line's always about $1.90 and it normally works out pretty good. Yeah, so something... Uh, something for the listeners, if uh, anyone is into, say, NBA betting, especially in the oh, playoffs, great markets. you you have a watch of the game uh, and your team can go down and it fluctuates source. No, not, not everyone follows Minnesota like us, Pez. Not every team goes down 40 in a playoff game. But some teams go down 10 plus <laughs> yeah, they do. and then they you can get a really good head-to-head price on them. Same thing can happen in AFL. Like uh, with, with Adelaide, it didn't quite work out for me. This time, but instead of placing Adelaide a dollar nineteen beforehand, you decide the second quarter line at a dollar ninety, uh, even though the bet lost, um, still a bit of value in it, and there's a, a little bit of uh, strategy to it that you can continue to do in the AFL season. Yeah, a little bit of strategy. I love that, Pez, giving the listeners a little bit of extra value on top of your shit tips. All right, uh, <laughs> we get on to Anzac Day uh, and the Collingwood Essendon One Pairs and Sportsbet had out there free hit special. So uh, I jumped all over that. I uh, had Will Setterfield to get 20 or more. And, and tell you what, Pez, first quarter looking great. All of them had seven. Oh, sorry, I had Caldwell as well to get uh, 15 and Martin to get uh, 20 from uh, Essendon. Yeah. They all had seven, half time, looking brilliant. I looked at my cash out, it was about $86, you little ripper. And then slowly hit and refresh. Oh, lower, lower. Yeah. Failed by one, Pez. Nick Martin got busy too late in that last quarter. Did he? Only got the 19, but uh, the other two got theirs. So bonus I for this escaped week? with another bonus, Pez. And uh, hey, if it's anything like last week, I make uh, good, good, good worth of them. Similar, similar story with my bet as well, actually. I had uh, four players to get 20 plus. Tom Mitchell, Tick, McGrath, Tick, Pendlebury, Tick. Dylan Shield, nine disposals in the first quarter. Ugh. Only needed eleven in the in the final three. Only needed eleven. He was on stuck on sixteen for a very very long time in that third quarter, and then into the fourth as well. He got three touches pretty much in a row in that fourth quarter, and in the last minute and a half, he needed one more, and nah, couldn't get it done. So I'll take the bonus and I'll try and uh, try and win something this week. But overall, Pez, another successful winning round for both of us, Pez. You know, first first in a while you've done a winning round there, Pez. 
No, nah, not not quite. I've won uh, rounds four, five, and six. Uh, so that's I've three. I've settled in a while. Four, five, and six. That's three in a row. No, you didn't win last week, did you? Yeah, well, I would no, oh, you, yeah, no, you did too. Yeah, my bad. Uh, big, big win, and then uh, round four, another big win. Oh, I was <laughs> looking at your overall because you're still down overall. But uh, yeah. anyway, round six summary, I had five units, returned uh, 0.85. little bit disappointing that I threw two units away on that Monday, but I'll make that back this week in a bonus. Overall for the year, up 3.65 units from uh, 38 uh, goes at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you take uh, any profit you can get is I good love that. profit. Hey, three three points though this early in the season with with the live bets that went out there, source and uh, a couple of others, uh, eight units staked and escaped with a point two eight profit. So I'll, I'll take the profit. Hey, green is green. Not not, not a great round uh, in hindsight uh, with an ROI of three point five percent. Stake forty five units for the year and a minus one point eight three. So hoping to get into that green uh, with you uh, coming into this week. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Well, I'm really looking forward to this, Pez. Another another week of profit. Four, five, and six. Let's make it uh, week seven and start things off with the specials. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, well, uh, sports better brought it back for the Friday night game. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. Two leg multi, same game multi special. If any legs fail, you can have all legs fail. You get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. So uh, we can take that. The one that I really like this week is Tab. They've got the three-plus leg same game multi, one leg fails. You get a bonus bet back. They've got that on every game. Very important, though. has to be $2 odds for the whole multi, and no leg can be under $1.10. Yep. So there is yep. a lot of disposal markets out there under $1.10, so they can't be included. Um, you can also have five-plus legs if you need to get it above that 2 bucks, and um, up to two legs can fail as well. Lads have the three-leg same game multi as well. Um, but only one refund per day. So be really careful about that, especially on the Saturday when there are multiple games there. They've also got the the mega multi with the AFL four plus legs. If one leg fails, you can get a bonus back. And it looks like there is, uh, you know, some really big favorites this week that will be able to do that. Um, and then Neds have the 12 plus halftime early payout if you like that as well. What are you, you dickhead? What's that? You like it? <laughs> the old Pez special. The Pez special. Yeah. Oh, Pez special. You're going to wear that shirt every week. I'm going to wear the Pez special. You like you like it? Especially for the show. Here we go. <laughs> After you had a winning week, Pez, I thought I'd have to uh, have to get it. You didn't even know three in a row. No, it's fine. For the listeners at home, I've just revealed to us uh, one of the new purchases for Behind the Boundary that you can get at home, the, the old Pez exclusive shirt. And Pez, the first time you've seen it. So talk through the listeners yeah, what they're saying. The little Pez dispenser. Very looks, ugly. Looks like a hat. Yeah, ugly looking fella there uh, with, uh, instead of little Pez lollies coming out, it looks like there's some cash coming out. Dollar so, dollar bills, y'all. So hopefully that represents what's going to happen in round seven. That looks uh, looks very nice. Looks nice and tasty for yeah. the Pez. <laughs> nice and white. Nice and brand new. You got nice a source one? No, nah, I got one for you though. Just a, there you go. Oh, beautiful. We'll have to put that on. Put that on right now. Here we go. While you're uh, stripping off and tell you what, TikTok, if we don't get some hits with this, here we go. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, just watch it. Are you wearing an undershirt there? Is that your hair chest? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's get into the, the first game of round seven. Um, Pez, you know, get that shirt on quickly because you'll be excited to talk about your Saints. Uh, we've got St Kilda taking on Port Adelaide. Huge game. Uh, $1.47 favourites are your Saints. 264 outsiders of the power. Minus 12.5 is the line. Over under 165.5. Pez, you're fully dressed now. You're prepared. Yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? I just wanted you to talk me through the Saints, Pez. I'm very excited for this Friday night. Clash. Yeah, no, the, um, the the Saints are playing well. We've got um, some changes in the in the game. Dixon's coming back in and we know that uh, Marshall got concussed last week, so he's not going to be able to play. Membry was a big in last week for St Kilda, so uh, he'll continue to be the number one forward for them as well this week. Uh, not much else to say. I think they really, you know, put a stranglehold on Port Adelaide at Marvel and they make it really hard for them to move the ball forward. So... I think St Kilda aren't going to demolish sides and I could come to eat my words on that one, but <laughs> uh, um, I'm going with the sports bet bonus special in this one. 
here source and uh, probably only putting the bet down because there is a is a yeah. special down and I'm try I've tried to get some value so Saints one to thirty nine uh, to to go there by itself uh, that as one leg Tim Membry second game back anytime goal scorer so he had one goal two last week in his first game of the season and looking back at Port Adelaide all the main forwards against Port Adelaide like all the key position forwards have kicked goals this year against them. So uh, looking good there for Tim Membry. And Bradley Hill for 15+. plus. His lowest is 19 this season. And under the roof at Marvel, he's had 21, 22, and 21. With Ross Lyon, they need to use Brad Hill. And uh, with Ratton, it didn't always happen. And Hill, you know, sometimes finished on 12 and 13 disposals. But it seems with Ross Lyon, he's a really good kick and he's really part of them going forward. So um, Bradley Hill for 15 as well. Those three, all up 275. Yeah, I like it. We, we used to talk about the, the, they needed to use him better you know, yeah. going through that middle, but it seemed rather than just him go and get the pill and win it, you know, the Ross is actually using him a lot better. Uh, and and again, utilizing that kick of the footy in, in AFL. What are you laughing? You laughing at your own face there, seeing it, are you? No, I didn't see. I didn't see it. No, just <laughs> stop. Stop checking me out there. Just, <laughs> just, I'm trying to work out why you're looking at my nipples. It's because your head's there, isn't it? A little bit of fig jam from you. All right. Uh, well, I, I like what you said earlier, Pez, um, about um, St Kilda giving away heaps of possessions. They're the number one team in the league for giving away possessions. They give away almost 400 per game, uh, 22 more than any other team um, in the league. And the next two from that is the Kangaroos and the Hawks. So a little bit of a concerning stat when you look at where the way they're giving it away. But as you said. That's because they've changed the way that they're, they're rebounding the footy. So I like that. But what I also like more is the fact that despite them winning games, St Kilda, one thing you can guarantee is that the best uh, disposal getter from the other team just rack it up. Last week, as you said, three of the top five, they had um, top disposal getters. The week before, you had the, the three of the top four. The week before, same sort of thing. And that's that story um, filters on, and everyone seems to get personal bests or highs again. So I've gone Connor Rosie to get 25 or more. He's on fire lately. Um, last couple of weeks, he's had 29, 26. He had a 20, a 28, 19, and 23. So he's missed it three times. But coming against the Saints that give away the pill, he's going to get that. And the other one I like, Pez, is uh, your man, Owens. Down Michi- forward. I've got him to Michito. get... Uh, Machito. Yeah, sounds... <laughs> Machito. <laughs> anyway, so I've got Mitch Owens to get uh, two or more goals. He's done that in all bar one game, or all bar two games. Um, he averages three shots per game. But what I like about it is... Port's uh, back line, their tall defenders are in a little bit of uh, strife. They haven't really been matching up that well. So Tom Jonas and Alira Lear, they really struggle against the, the big forwards. Um, you know, They've got Memory who came back last week. He stands as, as number one probably uh, forward there. And you know, um, Owens, he stands at 193. So they're going to struggle with him, Pez. That forward line, he averages three shots per game. The Port forward line giving away to tall forwards. Four shots on goal for tall forwards per game. I love the odds of that. Two units, three dollars ten with sports bet. Three ten. Yep. Three ten. Take that with the dollar fifty seven for for Rosie and your man's about two bucks on his own. Could be a big start to the uh, to it the will season. Be a big start to it season with this one tomorrow night. Very exciting. I'm heading heading into Marvel oh, you're tomorrow going night in, as well. Yeah. So Taking the family. It'll be good. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the the footy. Yeah. <laughs> You could not have been quicker on the no then. No. <laughs> the one-year-old will be asleep, mate, by that time before the game even starts. What are you All talking right. about? Jesus. Brisbane taking on Fremantle to start our Saturday afternoon. One fourteen favourites are the Lions. 5.50 outside is the Dockers. Minus 34.5 is the line. Over under 174.5, Pez. It's a pretty straightforward round this round, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. Lions get the job done? Yeah, they, ha- they have to get the job done. Yeah, uh, against Fremantle. It would be very, very surprising if they didn't. They've played really well at the Gabba this year, betting both Melbourne and Collingwood, who are premiership contenders. I really like uh, some of the ins and outs as well. Uh, Dara Joyce has been omitted. He's, he, I think he's been struggling and a bit of a liability down back for Brisbane Lions. So Ryan Lester gets another chance in, in the best 22 here. So hopefully he can get the job done back there. Um, Jared Lyons, uh, he, he was a really good player. He's He's been the sub the last... Last couple of weeks, their source as well. So we'll see there. Um, Fremantle are trying lots of different things here. They're bringing Switkowski back, who's a you know, good good player up forward. So hopefully they can actually do something for their, the Fremantle fans there. And we know we've got a lot of listeners over in Western Australia. But my bet here, I've gone to Tab. And for the rest of my bets source, I've gone to Tab because uh, they've got the same game multi-special for every game. I've gone pick your own line, Brisbane minus 12.5. 
I've gone the over 148.5 because, you know, as I said before, Fremantle's defense, it, it hasn't hasn't looked likely. Brisbane, you know, can score heavily. Uh, so 148.5 looks like it, it'll hit. Now, I've gone Neil and I've gone on him again, even though we lost last week, but only to get 20 plus here. He's two out of two at the Gabba this year. So he's had 22 and 27 in both games at the Gabba. He likes the Gabba, so 20 plus is good. Likes the Gabba. Brayshaw, 20 plus. Last three v the Lions, he's had 39, 25 and 28. So they've kind of let him go loose a little bit. He's missed once this season, but that game was at Norwood on the on the narrow ground against the Gold Coast. So Brayshaw for 20 plus. And Ashcroft for 20 plus. So not for 15. Moved him, bumped him up to 20. Two out of two at the Gabba this year, Source. 31 and 26. Loves it in the middle. Loves a contested footy. And my man, uh, Ashcroft, hopefully he can get that done. Those, uh, f- what is that, five legs together, $2.50. Two of them miss out. I can I'll get a bonus back there. A little bit of double insurance. And, you know, it's not going to fail because you've got your man, Ashcroft, in there. Those long locks going through that midfield. Clean he, user yeah. of the footy. Get him going. That little, get him going. Just that little handball out of, a, out of a stoppage. I just love it. Love it, Pez. And speaking of getting going, uh, one player from the, the uh, Brisbane forward line that's really got it going over the last three weeks is Cameron. Is he not on fire? 17 in the last three games he's kicked. 17 goals in the last three games. The last three. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. That was last week. What did he kick his seventh goal and he's going to the crowd and he's counting on his fingers? <laughs> I was yeah, like, take, that's it, take his shoes off, get them out. That's a great celebration. Absolutely amazing, Pez. But I, I like him, especially after we spoke earlier about Fremantle's uh, you know, defence issues and the amount of easy footy they give away in there. Someone who's as goal-hungry as him, who's kicked goals in the last couple of rounds at 7-6 and uh, what's that, 7-6 and 3. He's absolutely loving the, the forward line. Fremantle in a really tough spot. Uh, coming back, obviously, a loss from Perth at home, travelling over there. I love Brisbane in this one, but I love Cameron to kick three or more goals. Pez, $2.40 with my two-unit bonus bet on that one. Oh, the bonus. Get the bonus there on, on plus $2. We'll, we'll be on goal watch this week, Pez. Yeah. Get it back. That's where my bonuses are going, just goal watch. All right, speaking of goal watch, uh, we'll talk about Sydney and GWS coming into our afternoon time slot on Saturday. 126 favourite are the Swans, 375 outsiders are the Giants. Minus 22.5 is the line and the over-under 149.5 pairs. Battle of the bridge, any battle really? Or is it going to be any challenge? Uh, well, the, the challenge is Sydney's mental state because uh, absolute flogging down in Geelong last week, 90-plus points. I, I think they just thought they were watching the grand final replay. That's <laughs> that, was, that, that hurts, especially that it was a grand final rematch as well. But Lance Franklin comes back in and people have said like he might not be in their best 22, but I think he's important for their structure there. Tom McCartan also coming back in with Robbie Fox going out with an injury, which I think will help the Sydney Swans. Uh, Tom Green does come back in for... <laughs> just, just, we hate Robbie Fox, though. <laughs> I forgot about that reference. That's an old reference for listeners. Robbie Fox is... <laughs> Jesus. Nothing against the bloke, but um, I just don't trust Any opportunity, him. Any opportunity, like, that's a great decision. Oh, they he was pl- wasn't playing last week. They win by 60. <laughs> I don't trust him, but Tom, Tom Green coming in. So if you're looking at uh, GWS disposals for anything and you're looking at your new midfielders for markets, Tom Green will take disposals off some of the players that were in there last week. Uh, I've just gone pretty simple. Pick your own line. Sydney minus eight and a half. I think they need to bounce back against GWS here. Uh, Jesse Hogan, anytime goal scorer. He's registered a score in every game and he's only missed uh, to kick a goal in one game and two plus in every other game source. So he's had opportunities there. He's, his marking's been looking really good. So if he stays at home and stays forward against Sydney, he's going to get an opportunity to kick a goal and I hope he uh, kicks straight. And then I've gone Tom Papley, the best celebrator in the business. Oh, we spoke so about Charlie good. Cameron, but he just loves running at the crowd and celebrating. Anytime goal scorer is hit in his last 18 games that he's played. Yeah. He's kicked a goal. So uh, this season he's had a minimum of two scoring shots per game. So I'm going to put those three together. It's $2 odds and I'll Try and take that one and see how we go. He's one of the best celebrators in the game. If your bet gets up, what's your, what celebrator are you rocking? You're rocking the, you know, the, the finger wag. You're running the two hands, the double python, the cobras. Depends what, what time this one is. What times? <laughs> how many beers are you down? Yeah, what time is this one? <laughs> oh, two ten. It'll be early, so I might just be. Uh, it might be just be six of those little hand grenades down that you, <laughs> you pulled out earlier, Pez. So running, running around the lounge room. Running around the lounge room. Get a finger wave in there, surely. Uh, I've got no bet in this one, Pez. Uh, I'll probably look for a live bet once I um, see what the, the weather's going to be doing. I am a little bit cautious of Sydney and their, their injuries. But uh, speaking of injuries, you know, GWS just have just as many. The inclusion of Tom Green um, helps out that midfield. But other than that, it's a steer clear for me, Pez. All right, let's get into the next game. Melbourne taking oh, – sorry, Western Bulldogs taking on Hawthorne. Uh, well, $1.19 favourites are the Doggies. Hawthorne outsiders, 440. Minus 28.5 is the line. 
over under 163.5 pairs. The, the Bulldogs looked really good last week, and I think they've they've turned a little bit of a, a corner since they they played um they played Richmond, and after they got absolutely piled on, they stopped that streak of four goals being kicked on them per quarter yeah. uh, for the year, which was a pretty big streak of over 23 games. They get the job done against Hawthorne because Hawthorne don't want to win. Great, great. That, that's probably the best result for Hawthorne two weeks in a row. Leading uh, the whole game, good. their young players They've done developed. It they pull their they pull their captain out, sits on the bench for the last five. Great, great cap, captain's goal. That's that's the equivalent of the captain's goal. You know what they've done though? They've disappointed the supporters because the supporters want to win, but they've made the uh, the topper and the CEO and all that. They've made them very very, very happy, happy very because happy. they're like, oh, everyone's still watching the game, yeah. and then we just lose by a goal, so we're not that shit. A goal assist to Harley Reid next year, and he's drafted number one. There we go. We'll take him. <laughs> we'll take him. Speaking about ins and outs, Tom Liberatore uh, with an injury, yeah, so big he's, one he's out. But Bailey Smith comes back in, so you know, not like for like, but um, a quality player for a quality player. Mitch Lewis comes back into that Hawthorne forward line, uh, as well as Will Day uh, from the from the injury as well. So he's he's back as well. So that will make uh, make some good viewing there. I, I don't like Liber out of the. Midfield for the Bulldogs, but it'll yeah, he's really been great. it'll really free up uh, some of the disposals for some of these other other dogs, especially against the Hawthorne Hawks there. So I've just gone uh, a little bit risky actually, but Bulldogs versus Hawthorne. I've gone the Bulldogs minus twelve and a half over one hundred and thirty four point five. I think there's plenty of opportunities to score against Hawthorne, and the reason uh, I'm saying that is because uh, Jamari Uglehagen got him, got him down for two plus. Oh, you love him. Shots on goal. He really impressed me with his hands last week. I know he was left uh, 15 metres out, but he, he really did. And uh, he's had scoring shots in every single game and two or more scores uh, five out of six times. So uh, not including goals. He's only kicked goals in two games, five goals and, and the one goal. But I, I think he can get a couple of shots against Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne will go to Norton a little bit and Jamar Uglehagen might come and, you know, get a couple of marks inside 50 and have a chance to kick two. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying with Libera out. The disposals will get up there. I actually don't mind you, Hugo Hagen, bet there of uh, getting a couple of snags in there, especially against Hawthorne, who have have really struggled uh, to to look. Actually, no, they've done really well there because they've looked like they're trying to win. That's really <laughs> good. Um, I'll be looking at some disposal markets on the Saturday. I finished work a little bit late and haven't had a proper. Uh, dive into this game, but obviously you'd be looking at uh, McRae, Bontempelli, Trelaw, you know, Caleb Daniel. Maybe they'll play him out back and he'll get a, get another 20. Yeah, let's see how he goes. Let's see how he goes. But uh, that's where I'll be playing my money, uh, but it'll be a live bet. So we'll watch over Twitter on the weekend. Yeah, JJ for, for 15, something like that, depending on what he's playing. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, uh, we get on to Melbourne for taking on North Melbourne. Uh, this is the, the biggest uh, margin of odds for the for the round. Dollar eight favourites are the, the Ds. 7.50 outside is North Melbourne. Minus 44.5 is the line. One seventy. Two over under. This is a closed cut, uh, shut case, isn't it, Pez? Uh, Melbourne takes this one pretty easy. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, especially down at a dollar eight, but um, they did lose to Essendon over over in Adelaide. So Melbourne have done some strange things before. Uh, Josh Shackey comes back into the side, which uh, is surprising. We thought his career might be over. So uh, maybe maybe injuries have, have caused that because there's no Ben Brown, there's no Tom McDonald, there's no Harrison Petty. So maybe he's just you know forced to play a game but they've still got quality there so Petrarca because uh, he pick it up forward Bailey Fritch so there might be a good opportunity for a bag this week so if you if you're looking at something it might be North Melbourne leaking some goals at the MCG but uh, no bet for me at the moment yeah no no bet for me either pairs uh, it I mean, North Melbourne are no good, so it makes it really tough. And Melbourne have been a little bit slow starting, a little bit inconsistent. You probably can get some value for first quarter line, but again, it's North Melbourne, so you don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, the, the the Ds will like playing at the G. They'll enjoy that. Uh, you know, they're very, very successful there. I'd be looking at uh, two or more goals probably for, for Van Ruin, the the Rook. Pairs $1.77. Um, he, he looks like the, that missing piece last week in that fourth quarter just before they were about to sub him off. Uh, He's uh, <laughs> exactly like what he did in that fourth quarter is exactly what Melbourne need. That's exactly, and what, exactly they need. what they've been missing because his overhead marking uh, was was next level and yeah. it was pretty elite there. I, and, I reckon uh, that they'll try and use him to really set up that 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 faith in that structure because you're right, that's exactly what they needed. They'll, they'll fill his pockets a little bit, look for him, go for him two or three. Yeah. Even, even Max Gorn, he's been playing a little bit down there and he's a, I think he was a $1.20 I saw earlier today for just one goal. 
Um, so he, he can be a little bit of value as well because he sneaks down there and can take an overhead mark. Just his uh, goal kicking is the, is the actual issue. Yeah, that is definitely the issue, Pez. While we get on to West Coast taking on Carlton, 470 outsiders are the Eagles. A struggling Carlton, $1.18. Unusual that they're not a little bit shorter, Pez. Minus 31.5, Pez. This line has absolutely leaked out something chronic. Over under 172.5, Pez. Uh, I, I spoke to you earlier about this and I looked earlier at the line and it has continued to leak. I think we saw it earlier today at 26. Seven and a half. It's now at thirty-one. Surely this leaks further and further and further. Yeah, it it might have to. Um, Shannon Hearns come in to try and uh, shore up the defence a little bit. You know they can't get their senior players on the park because Shuey comes in and then now he's out injured again. Some big ins for Carlton. You got Adam Saad and Sam Doherty coming back in. Jesse Motlop suspended, and I think that might be a good thing for um, <laughs> a good thing for Carlton. There, they they're not picking De Koning, which is really really surprising and they're leaving him in Melbourne to play in the VFL it's, it's an odd thing Pez, especially when you've got a, a player yeah, out, of who, contract. out of contract player who's priming to um, obviously get a big contract he's probably one of the biggest free market, uh, free agents are coming across into the, the the warmer months Pez but I don't understand it unless he's still lingering a, a little bit of a, a, a an injury he's pulled up sore maybe um, but then oh, are I, you going to risk him in the VFL yeah, it's, do you know what I mean like hard, it, ma- it makes no sense if they're saying they're just resting him a week and they're not playing the VFL I love that, you know, another week under the belt. But it'll be interesting to see his uh, monitor his minutes in the VFL pairs. Yeah, and, and see what happens there. I, I think this is a, a really big uh, bounce-back spot here for Carlton. That Surely they need to be hungry. Uh, so I've just gone really, really simple. And uh, Carlton, 40-plus. Uh, sitting at, sitting at $2.35. So I'll take them 40-plus, but I'll put a little bit of insurance on there with Tab because I'll put Carlton ML in there. And I'll also put Carlton, pick your own line, plus four and a half. So if Carlton win, but not by 40 plus, I will get a bonus back. But um, just Carlton 40 plus, there'll be plenty of chances for goals. Um, I really like Durden up forward uh, to, to sneak a goal. I am not haven't looked at he his He looks really good. Uh, 157, he looks really good. He, he just won in every game. He gets in the right spots yeah. and I uh, just love watching him play. So uh, yeah, Carlton 40 plus. Let's uh, see if they can get it done away from home. We, we said earlier in the year, Pez, uh, Sydney 30 plus, uh, sorry, minus 30 and a half against West Coast is a great line. And we actually said there and then anytime you can get anyone playing West Coast with a line under 30, you hit it and hit it hard. And, and I've done that exactly, Pez. We spoke st- earlier um, in the show or literally like five seconds ago, um, that, that was 27 and a half when I jumped on pairs. It was 20, uh, 28 and a half. So I've jumped on a three-leg same game multi with Ned's uh, multi-saver, the little uh, you know special thing you can get for once that, but you can get that same sort of value on lads or tab with those you know the three-leg same game multis. I've gone minus 28 and a half. I've gone Cherry to get 20 plus. He'll absolutely have an absolute field day. I think it was $1. ten to get 20. And I've gone uh, Oscar Allen pairs. Two or more goals. He's kicked in every single game this year. He's their only forward presence. They're looking for him every time down the, I was about to say the court, down the uh, field. And deconing out uh, means that they've got a, you know, a lesser backman out there. I mean, still probably an All-Australian backman. But I like the big fella, the big O. I have gone one unit, 432, one leg fails, money back. Yeah, and you you speak about 432. And I just want to let the, the punters know, you know why that goes up so much. is because you've got the Carlton line. So you're saying Carlton's going to smash them. Yep. But you've also got a, a opposition player to kick two plus goals. So that's where the odds can multiply on top of each other a little bit more. One thing one thing West Coast have done, despite them continually getting smashed every week, the thing that where they're getting smashed is their defense. They've got no defense whatsoever. The offense when they get the ball and move the forward with Tim Kelly in there, you know, their forward presence isn't too bad. It's just they can't stop anyone. <laughs> so they've got no players there, but you are correct. That's why it is so high. All right, we get on to the country clash pairs, the Essendon versus... Uh, <laughs> if you didn't say that, I would not have known. Yeah, that's uh, what it's called, the uh, country clash I remember uh, now Essendon versus Geelong. And for the first year in a long time, Pez, it's one game's going to be played in Melbourne and the other game's actually going to be played in the country in Geelong. The last five years, they've all been played at Mel- in Melbourne, both both the games. But anyway... <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Essendon versus Geelong, 287. Uh, outsiders are Essendon after their um, you know their moral victory, I guess, for, for taking it up to Collingwood for three quarters. $1.42 favourites are the Catters. Minus 16.5 is the line. Over under, 172.5 pairs. Essendon, we spoke about them having, you know, they played quite well against Collingwood. They come up against an S- uh, sorry, Geelong team who started to find some form. Can they uh, duplicate what they've done earlier in the year and bounce back with a win? Yeah, well, uh, this is a, a tough one to try and bet on on a, on a when, what are we, Thursday night. A uh, really tough one to try and bet on at the moment. Essendon have been impressive when they played an Adelaide source. They were uh, defending Melbourne really well. 
and then they defended Collingwood really well for maybe two quarters uh, that they were playing against them. So uh, we'll see how they can structure up. They get merit back in the side by the looks of things as well. Geelong, they just they just got the star power. They're, what are they sitting three and three uh, after their horrible start to the season? So it, it's actually really important if they've actually turned their season around here to to get this one under their belt and to bring Essendon back down a peg. So I'll definitely be tipping the Cats in this one, uh, but I don't think I'll even have a bet even come Sunday morning. Yeah, I think it's a really good spot for the Cats. Um, they come off a, a pretty uh, bruise-free sort of game of footy on the Saturday night. They come up against an Essendon on a five-day break. That They're a pretty fast-paced game for three quarters. And then, you know, if you don't want the game to be fast in the fourth, you want it to be physical if you're the opposing side. And, and that fourth quarter was extremely physical. Um, there would be some probably some mental giants coming across from that one. Um, I think Geelong win this one pretty easy. A 16 and a half is a great line. I'm just going with four-plus pairs, if you know who, my man Jeremy Cameron. He's on pace for 100 this year. He's one a quarter? No, we're not one a quarter, <laughs> because only because I've got my bonus bet. So I'm putting a bonus bet on that one. I might look to play one a, one a quarter in that, for probably the 8.50 odds. <laughs> uh, but I put my two-unit bonus bet pairs, him to kick four plus, $2.60. It's not great odds, but you know it's good to cheer four pairs because he's averaging you know four plus a game. Uh, if he continues that up and we include the first week of finals pairs, he kicks 100, so I'm cheering for that. He gets a ball anywhere inside the forward 50. Oh. You know, uh, you know the best he's thing got is? a good... Good chance at it. The best thing about watching him is he sits there, he sits there, and he's like, I'm getting a bit bored here. Runs up the boom, boom, connect, connect, connect. And then he somehow gets down there and kicks, kicks a snag, does the old beer celebration, love and life. But uh, he's great to watch, and he's, he's easily the best player in the, in the game at the moment. Um, sneaky, sneaky for a brown player? Oh, not at the moment. Okay, cool. Good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, would, they would have to win a shit ton of games that have to finish top four and come. he would have to kick four plus in a lot of games. But if he, he's kicking four plus a game, like at the moment you'd probably say he's got three, six, maybe he's got eight votes. Let's say eight votes from the from the opening six. It's not enough, is it? Yeah, not even close. I'll shut up. <laughs> right, we get on to Richmond taking on Gold Coast pairs. Uh, the Tigers, both teams in desperate need for a, for a win. Gold Coast snuck one away last week against North, but Richmond... With all their recruits are not uh, not performing at all, so a dollar thirty eight favourites are the Tigs. Three oh five outsiders, the Gold Coast Suns. Minus seven and a half is the line. Over under one seventy and a half pairs. Tigers, what, what's going on? Oh, uh, it's personnel. Uh, realistically, I, I think I think if they've had a, a full list available this year, they would have won a few more games. They would have probably beaten Melbourne last week. They would have beaten the Bulldogs uh, and a couple of others. But they, when they haven't been been on they've just leaked goals and and just had patches of footy which have been absolutely terrible and then they show patches of footy where they look absolutely awesome and uh when Shea Bolton's coming out of the middle uh Rioli's putting on the you know putting on a clinic with his, with his kicking from down back and Rewalt is looking like his younger self uh kicking goals everywhere but no Prestia this week uh they're playing at Marvel which they've openly said that they hate and <laughs> But it is against the Gold Coast Suns. So I'm going to think that Richmond somehow will get this win fairly easily. But uh, I just can't trust Richmond at the moment with their personnel that they've got. I think Tom Lynch is a a key to them being a decent footy side. And with him out, uh, there's too much a load on everyone else. And they can't put not not only four quarters of footy together, Source. They can't seem to put 15 minutes of good footy together. Yeah, so, it's concerning. Uh, we'll, we'll see and have a market watch on that for Sunday. It, it is concerning, but what's more concerning is that Took Miller went out and they, they reckon he's out for another 12 weeks, Pez, and that's, that's pretty much the Gold Coast Suns' season goodbye. Um, and you know, they haven't been able to put quarters together, Richmond, but... Uh, there's a lot of things going against them in this and their backs are a little bit against the walls, so they're trying to make it out. Like, oh, we hate Marvel, you know, we're not putting it together, the wins, whatever, injuries. No, I reckon they bounce back here, Pez. $1.38 is pretty good money for Richmond in Melbourne. Um, and what I've done, Pez, is I've paired it up two legs, same game multi with Neds. I've got, sorry, not two legs, same game multi. I've gone just two legs with sports bets. Um, I'm not going for any insurance here. What I like with Took Miller out, look for our man, Brandon Fiorini. 15 yeah. or more. $1.53. I reckon he sneaks into that midfield and gets a little bit more of the pill pairs. I like him for 20 disposals. Head-to-head Richmond, I've gone those two legs, $2.05, just one unit pairs. So for 20 or 15? 20, I said 15. Said, but yeah. 15, he's sitting a dollar, what is it, dollar nine. Yep. But I reckon he, he stretches out into that 20 mark pairs. Uh, I just, just not, not on any stats or anything, just on a feeling and took Miller coming in, you know, he's getting 15 or more every week sort of thing. I reckon he uh, spreads out and gets that. So I think he takes some of the load. Yeah. I think took Miller, Gold Coast's second most important player 
um, behind Jared Witts, who came back last week. So um, Jared Witts and Took Miller, if they don't have one of them, they they will struggle to get the job done. So, uh, yeah, we'll tip the Tigers and we'll, we'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, let's get on to the last game, the Sunday Clash Pairs, Adelaide Oval. Adelaide taking on the Magpies, 239 favourites. Oh, sorry, outsiders are the uh, Crows, 158 favourites. The Pies, minus 9.5, over under 171.5 pairs. Um, I love, I love, I'm really excited about this game. I think the Sunday night time slot is a great fixture. It's going to be at a reasonable time, not Perth buddy time at 9 o'clock at night or whatever it is. Uh, really looking forward to this one. That was hard on Friday night, huh? Game starting at 18. Oh, just we, we had to talk to each other for an hour <laughs> in between dinner and beers. It was it was very frustrating. It was horrible, that little, yeah, that little hour. It was just... Um, <laughs> we, we didn't know what to do. We actually were like... How? We've already put our bets on. We'd, we'd already caught up yeah. all day as well. So it was like, yeah. so what do we talk about now? No, that's, uh, that's shit house. Um, Nathan Murphy and Taylor Adams come back in, which will strengthen uh, Collingwood. They've, they've escaped last week and, you know, they're sitting in a good spot on the ladder and Adelaide have a lot to prove because uh, I think Collingwood is one of the premiership favourites of the year. They're, they've got the hardest job of, you know, trying to bat away opponents each week and Adelaide have a lot to prove. They've had four wins. Uh, they escaped last week against Hawthorne because they, they nearly cost themselves that. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about them as a top four contender and what better way to do it then to come up against Collingwood at your home deck and, and see if you can you can grab the win, but um, I, I I don't still don't rate Adelaide. If they do beat Collingwood here, they they may go up in my book, but they are a finals contender, but not a top four contender for mine. No bet from me. Yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying watching Adelaide play. They're fast paced game of footy that they're playing. They're young. They're exciting. They're, Some of the players, yeah, their forward line's very good to watch. Shelly, Anytime like the ball goes in there, they they look like they're a threat to score. I think that they're hitting Collingwood in the perfect spot. We just spoke about Essendon's five-day break. This is Essendon, uh, sorry, Collingwood's five-day break, and they're travelling. So they're travelling to Adelaide as well. Um, you know, travelling side, coming off a five-day break, they uh, only win 36% of the time, Pez. So it's a 36% of the time a travelling team with a five-day uh, break. It's not huge in terms of the regular stats discrepancy. You know, it's a, that's up about 48%, but... You take a 12% hit in any of those sort of stats. You're loving that. Uh, I've just gone um, with Adelaide. Head-to-head, blue bet, 235, up at halftime by 12 points or more, pays out. What I like about it, Pez, is that Adelaide have won four of their first halves this year. Uh, they're travelling home. They're up and about. We saw what they did against Carlton in the first quarter. They are a first and a first half sort of team. And what do Collingwood like to do, Pez? They like to come from behind. They like <laughs> to, to leave. That's an old thing to be saying in a podcast, Pez. They like to, um, you know, as you said, would you rather be 10 points up or 34 points up against Collingwood? Either way, you're down, right? So that's the thing is I think that Collingwood will come from behind. They possibly will snag this one. It'll be a close game. But I think Adelaide can get the job done with everything else there. They've got some old legs, Collingwood. I wouldn't be surprised if they rest Pendlebury. And after that head injury, so that eye injury, you know, he's going to be travelling back, five-day break, 35-year-old. You may just sit him on the bench. That that puts a big hole in their structure. So head-to-head, I've gone 235, one unit with Bluebet. Now, are you telling me I'm banned from the promotions of Bluebet now? Why? So I don't have it. Oh, well, I looked bet. at it. I looked at it earlier today for the twelve plus. I'm I, my, sh- my phone's over there, but I'm yeah, I, I'm I definitely have it because I have the screenshot of it. So bloody spewing. Yeah, so, so, I was so, hoping so. they brought that back, and I, I, it's not in there for me. I just checked live here, and uh, yeah, I've got the NRL one there plus six, but not the AFL one, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think I can check on my. Oh, maybe I can check here and see if it's on mine just to make sure. Yep, six points up, uh, Stat Wars, multi-bonus, AFL bonus, or hang on. Please don't tell me they've taken it away after I put it on. No. Oh, this is thrilling podcasting, Pez. Why do you always do this to me, Sauce? Oh, it looks like they've taken it away. Last minute, I put this on earlier today and I had a screenshot of it. But anyway, Pez, you know what, I'm going to let it ride. Hopefully it comes back because they've still got the NRL six points up get paid out at halftime so maybe, maybe it's just bring a, it out tomorrow. maybe they bring it out tomorrow if not uh, I will probably readjust that bet pairs if it's not because um, I don't trust them that much I might jump <laughs> might adjust that and jump on the line but let's uh, edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> great, uh, great job on the, on the podcast and that ends uh, round seven as well it so does that's awesome. have you got any uh, cheeky spares cheeky yeah just put all mine together and it'll be something <laughs> <laughs> lazy no lazy. I do I do because I've got a bonus bet Yes. And I've, I've decided to go cheeky with it this week. Cheeky! And it's called my Saturday special 25 plus bet. Ooh. And what that means is I'm going all five games 
and I'm tipping the five teams that I'm tipping to win by 25 or more points. Source. So Brisbane 25 plus, Sydney 25 plus, Bulldogs 25 plus, Melbourne 25 plus, Carlton 25 plus, all up. That's $10.11. So very cheeky. And I'll chuck my bonus on that uh, from last week. I thought you would have gone uh, twenty five plus disposals. I thought I was ready. I was ready to have my checklist out and get it all done. But we don't have enough time for that here, uh, <laughs> source. So nice and simple. All five teams to win by twenty five. Yeah, plus. well, I like that. Nice and simple pairs. I've just gone four legs, uh, a multi. I've gone uh, the Blues, the Dogs, the Swans, and the Cats. Two units, two sixty three with blue bet. One leg fails across those four games. Oh, Money <laughs> back in a bonus bet. I just clarified that one, pairs. I'm not making that mistake twice. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 it for the round, pairs. It's going to be a it's hopefully it's going to be an exciting round of football, but hopefully there's no upsets because it seems like a pretty stock standard sort of round. Yeah, well, especially on the Saturday uh, stock standard. So, uh, you know, it's it's unlikely that all of those teams will win by 25 plus because we know it's AFL footy and uh, upsets happen all the time. But we'll just wait and see. Hopefully, uh, if you're punting this weekend, you you have a bit of luck and uh, you, you ride that along and you can uh, win yourself a bit of coin. Exactly right, Pez. Make sure you jump on our socials, Pez, at Behind the Bounds on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. Jump on all of your good podcast providers. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment in the comment section. Helps other people find the quality podcast that we can, uh, yeah, yeah. we provide. Nearly to 2K on TikTok as well, so hopefully Very hit good. that this weekend as well, Source. So best of luck with your punting. Have a, have a look at the shirt. Have a look yeah, at the, the shirt. The, the and uh, if you want to want to get one of these, just jump on and uh, we'll uh, provide the details for that one where we get some orders going for, for your ugly well, people can buy shirt. it. People can buy it. Yeah, let's set something said? up. I'll set something up for that. We well, can get that going. You, you beauty. All right, I'm Pez. Enjoy round seven of AFL footy. Peace out. Yeah, so you're going to pay for yours with, with, with your winnings or? No, no you're out. Oh, 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 I'm still <laughs> sore. We'll catch up next time, guys. Enjoy your weekend punting. Now you're gone.